Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Trinity. Sheila's just played Joyous Christmas, Noel Joyeux. So it is the first Sunday after Christmas. Glad that you're here. It is also, of course, New Year's Day. Happy New Year. And uh, Ron and I have, uh, and Jim, have one more song to play here before we uh, start the worship service with Pastor Tom this morning. Uh, See Amid the Winter's Snow, an old hymn by John Goss set by Linnea Good, one of our Canadian friends. There is a refrain for you to sing, so watch for that when it comes by and join in. See Amid the Winter's Snow. Welcome to Trinity on this first Sunday after Christmas. Oh 
Good morning. So, how does a preacher help a congregation on January 1 fix this date as somehow important in the greater scheme of things? Well, a car a Motor Trend reported that 95% of all electric vehicles are still on the road. 5% made it all the way home. <laughs> did anyone win that big lottery, that zillion dollar? Did anyone win that? Okay, because here's the deal. I think we're going to buy a ticket. And I, I promise you, there will not be one poor person around me when I win because I'm moving to a rich neighborhood. Okay. So now we can do Jesus, okay? Sometimes it's good, you know, you fix a moment with a little bit of laughter and, and Lord knows in all of our lives there's been moments of struggle this past year. So I'm grateful for this opportunity. I can't tell you how important it is for me to be with you and to be a part of this act of holy worship where we are participating together in the mystery of God's kingdom coming closer. And somehow through this worship that we're going to be about, the world is going to change. I had a spiritual director for 25 years, a Roman Catholic nun, Sister Elizabeth Ann, who a few years ago had the temerity to die on me. I mean, when you got 25 years of sitting with someone once a month who kind of helps hold your rudder straight and knowing which way you're going. And she, she challenged me because I was a kid of the 60s, and so social action was a big deal. And certainly in terms of my faith, social action is a big deal. She challenged me to believe. She says, Tom, can you believe that contemplative prayer is social action? That was the hardest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> so, I believe that our act of worship here this day and what we are about as a community of faith is in fact changing the course of history for eternity. So with that in mind, I invite you, those who are able, to please stand. As we begin our worship, we gather here this morning and in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. On our first Sunday here after Christmas, we're going to continue with a few Christmas hymns, Angels from the Realms of Glory.
we sing the Kyrie eleison, which is a prayer that we sing back and forth to one another, and that's followed by the hymn of praise that, that Carl will go right into. Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella is this hymn tune for Love Has Come. join your hearts with me in a word of prayer. Oh Lord God, you know that we cannot place our trust in our own powers. As you protected the infant Jesus, so defend us 
Defend us and all the needy from harm and adversity. We pray, O gracious God, for those whom we hold in the altar of our heart before your throne of grace, those who are in need, that you will be gentle with your love, but you will be clear with your grace, that you will bring healing and hope where there is despair and fear. We ask and we pray this through Jesus Christ, who is our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And the people of God say, please be seated. Good morning. This is a reading from the fourth chapter of Galatians. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba! Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. As we begin to clear away the decorations of Christmas, the manger scenes, the Christmas music, my prayer is that what Christmas means will remain with you throughout the year. The birth of the Christ child was a bend in history that changed it forever. And the fact that we celebrate Christmas 2,000 years later shows the impact that it has in our lives. And that we can know together, because of that birth, that we are loved, we are forgiven, and we're never alone. This is an Irish Christmas carol that tells the story of the Christmas and the Christ child birth. Good people, this Christmas time, consider well and bear in mind what our good God for us has done in sending his beloved Son. With Mary holy, we should pray to God with love in his Christmas day. In Bethlehem upon that morn, there was a blessed Messiah born. Dear Bethlehem, did shepherds keep 
their flocks of lambs and feeding sheep to whom God's angel did appear which put the shepherds in great fear arise and go I'm not a musician, but that song was written for you, Arnie. It was just, thank you. It was just wonderful. Thank you. The Holy Gospel is found according to St. Luke, the second chapter. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. 
So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm going to look like I know what I'm doing now, because while I'm beginning my sermon, I'm going to go down and get my glasses. (laughs) Subtly, so you wouldn't notice that move. I'm, uh, notwithstanding my little faux pas there, I want to just make clear to you how important this day has been for me to be with you, for us to be here together for this first day of a new year. I have lots of reasons, legitimate reasons, to not look fondly upon last year. It was a difficult year, filled with challenges and painful, painful moments. But you were there with myself and my children and my Brenda as we went through her cancer treatment and diagnosis and death and our ongoing work of grief. You have been there for me and my family, my children who are out there watching right now. And so it's important for me to ground this day, this day, this new year, ground this day in a spirit of gratitude first. Because to introduce the theme a little bit, in the chronos of life, the chronology of life, there has been kairos moments, opportune moments, when the two kingdoms came close and light opened up in a space of darkness, and that was in large part your prayers and good wishes and words of encouragement. So I'm reasonably certain, reasonably, that there will come a day when 2022 will not be so overtly painful. Someday. I'm not there yet. But how does the saying go? Time time marches on. There's probably no topic more than time that has more maxim, dictums, and little sayings about time. Time will not slow down when there's something difficult in front of us. Uh, Time heals all wounds. Time is what we want the most, but what we use the worst. Time moves slowly, but it passes quickly. I mean, you all know there's all kinds of expressions about time. Albert Einstein once said, I never think about the future. It will come soon enough. Well, maybe there is no other day in the annual calendar of celebrations than January 1 to muse for a few moments over the topic of time. I feel like I've had some experience with that topic this last year. So, I'm not talking about analog or digital. You're all equally adept at being able to read a clock. That's not the time I'm talking about. 
By, by the way, recently I saw somewhere in passing one of those things that goes across your computer screen, a teacher put down on her student's desk pictures of clocks with different time, analog time. And most of the children couldn't tell the time. And I was just hoping they weren't seniors. You know that? <laughs> so that's not the issue. What we're talking about, though, I mean, I think of time, I think of how quickly time passes. I think of my 48 years with Brenda, how quickly. I asked, where did the time go? You know, I'm always thinking about, we're thinking about time. So, but we think about time in what we call chronos, chronology, a calendar, a, a timeline, birthdays, anniversaries, doctor's appointments. We think of time like this. Brenda was born on this date. She died on that date. There's chronology. But there's another way to tell time. And you're a part of that other way. You see, you're part of kairos. Kairos are specific moments, moments of light, opportune moments. When someone seizes that moment, grace happens, and lives are changed, and healing occurs. You have been part of kairos in my and my family's life. So it's a good day on the first day of the year to pause over this. So to help you get focused, here's a verse. It's Ecclesiastes 11.1. 1. Cast your bread upon the waters, for in many days it shall return to you. Say it with me. Cast your bread upon the waters, for in many days it shall return to you. Now close your eyes and say it. Cast your bread upon the waters, for in many days it shall return to you. Do it one more time. Cast your bread upon the waters, for in many days it shall return. Okay, you have just memorized a verse that is in fact an invitation to begin to live your life by kairos as opposed to chronos. When the moment comes, when the invocation is extended, to accept it is to cast your bread, your life upon the waters, knowing and trusting and believing that in many days it shall come back to you. Let me tell you the story of Rachel. Rachel was a shepherd's granddaughter. No, not just any shepherd. She was the granddaughter of one of the shepherds who went to Bethlehem. Now, for the record, there is no biblical story of Rachel, the granddaughter of one of the shepherds. This is purely a creation of my imagination. But with regard to this shepherd, the shepherd who accepted the in angel's invitation to seek out an infant lying in a hewn-out stone manger, lying in hay, the shepherd who once they shared with Mary and Joseph what had been told them from angels about this child, this shepherd following that returned to their sheep, seemingly now passing from salvation history. Never heard from again, except as Rachel, the granddaughter, and the gospel writer Luke would tell the story, these shepherds were forever glorifying and praising God for the invitation that they had accepted to go and see the promise that had been made 700 years before was now that promise was lying in the flesh of an infant in a manger over there, down there in Bethlehem, 
down the hills. Now, Rachel's grandfather had long since died, but she now delighted in telling this story to her own grandchildren who sat about her feet, about how on that one fateful night in the Palestinian hills, how his life, her grandfather's life, had been changed. He would describe that night, never without a smile or a glint in his eye, as if the heavens were opening again and light was shining around them, as if God's angels were speaking, telling him and all the shepherds, Israel's Messiah is here. It's come. He's come. He's down there in a manger in Bethlehem. Now she looked at her children, her grandchildren. She said, my grandfather said that night forever changed his life. And one of the little ones said, how, Grandma? How did that change his life? And she said, my grandfather said from that point on, he was, now a, he was not a know-nothing, ignorant shepherd. He had been chosen by God to share with these young refugees from Galilee in the north that their child was Israel's Messiah. And so Rachel's grandchildren sat in rapt attention as her grandmother sighed wistfully as she spoke lovingly of a man who had so obviously shaped her life. Now Rachel, before she rose, she looked into those eager little eyes with selfless love and said this, someday you're going to get an invitation. And it, will, it may seem not very important, but you're going to get an invitation. You're going to get an invitation to see what God's love in the flesh is going to look like because you're going to go and you're going to be God's person in that moment. And that's going to be called kairos. Something magic's going to happen. The heavens will open up and light will come and lives will be changed and it shall return to you. Or... Maybe it will return to your grandchildren. Don't be afraid of God's invitation. Cast your bread upon the waters, for in many days it shall return to you. Okay, Steinbeck, Michener, Mark Twain, I am not. My silly little narrative is meant to illuminate something in our gospel reading, a Christmas reading that's about Kairos and Kronos. I don't know if you notice or found it peculiar, but the last verse of the gospel lesson that the church fathers have chosen to include in the reading was this. After eight days passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is Mary and Joseph and the baby doing the mundane business of Kronos, of life, doing what they were supposed to do. On the eighth day, the child was taken to the temple and according to the law. But in that moment, there was, there was this reminder that this is occurring because Kairos had happened. The angel had said, this child born to you will be named Jesus. Throughout everyone's routine, this is what the point of the text, why they added this lesson, this one verse to this lesson. Throughout everyone's routine, through the routine of all of our lives, woven into everyone's 
chronos of life. Like the boring routine of tending a shepherd's flock. In that routine of, uh, of the mundane faithfulness of a Jewish couple taking their baby to the temple. Like a simple act of a grandmother reflecting on the faithfulness of her own humble grandfather. Like you deciding on the, the mundane business of a Sunday morning getting up and coming to church. In the midst of doing that stuff is the opportunity for kairos to happen in your life. And it is the invitation to accept that invitation, to now cast your life upon the waters, cast your life upon the waters of life, believing that somehow, even in the simple routine of what we're doing here, history will be changed for eternity. So how could... How could 2023 look different than any other Kronos calendar of 12 months, 365 days, anniversaries, birthdays, doctor's appointments? God knows there's doctor's appointments in this room. How, how could this year look different? Cast your life upon the waters as you have been doing, as you did with my family, believing that it will come back to you or to your grandchildren, back to them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Kairos happened. The kingdoms came close. The kingdom of heaven was opened up and there was light. And they sang and they sang praises. For these humble shepherds, it was not a moment. It was the moment. You have participated in the moments in my family's life. Lives have been changed. Light shone. So you, my friends, will be as you have been this next year in the past. You will live your life with hope, and hope will emerge where there was once despair. Gratitude will be possible when it appeared resentment would choke out life because you accept the invitation. So in amongst the routine of our lives, know this for certain. You will continue to give your life away. And for others, it will be light. And it will come back and bless you. So thank you again for being those moments of Kairos light and life for my family this past year. And thank you for how you will be that for others this next year. Let Kairos reign. God is good all the time. Amen. So with this song, you're invited to bring the day, bring the day when that Kairos time intersects with our Kronos time and moves us to lives of service for our word, our world. Thank you, Pastor Tom. Bring the day. You have a refrain to sing on this song, also by Linnea Good. So I invite you, as you're able, to stand and join for the singing of this song, Bring the Day.
Listen to the music in the street. There's a rising tide and a restless beat and a call to start anew with a jubilee. For the things we've lost are to be found in our commonwealth and common ground. Common dreams and fears the world around will bring the jubilee. Here we go. Bring the day. Bring the day, join the dance of the Jubilee and bring the day. Look into the wisdom in each face, see the world is now a smaller place and it's calling with one voice for a Jubilee. For the land we tread is not our own, an inheritance for us alone. But the future's gift to us on loan to live the Jubilee. Bring the day, bring the day. Join the dance of the Jubilee and bring the day. There's a hope that lives within each breast for a touch of healing time of rest and a vision of life made whole by a jubilee so we share the work spread forth again listen for the spirit's song again limber up to greet the day of change and dance the jubilee bring the day bring the day You can hear it in the rhythm of peace. You can see it in the chain's release. Time of reckoning, time of grace, time of jubilee. Where the planet is your neighbor's home, where the promise is you're not alone. Let the spirit lead us out as one into the jubilee. prayers of the day will be uh, followed by a response that we have as we're led in them and you'll see them as they are printed on the wall for us God of grace we pray for healing and strength prepare us for surprises for vision and transformation prepare us for surprises for messengers and messages, prepare us for surprises. For community, prepare us for surprises. For support and acceptance of ourselves and others, prepare us for surprises. For making room at our tables, prepare us for surprises. For truth-seeking and common ground, prepare us for surprises. For being open to Kairos time, 
Prepare us for surprises. Walk beside us, O Holy One, as we question and welcome, as we challenge and invite, as we discover and understand, as we see, touch, taste, smell, and listen for the newness awaiting us in 2023. May we, your holy people, walk forward together, side by side. Amen. With you always. Share God's peace with one another. Go inter. Good morning. Thank you. We have a birthday announcement. Let's see, Scott Traggett turned 80 yesterday. And I know I saw Scott. Where are you, Scott? There's Scott. Happy birthday, Scott. And Nancy has baked Scott's favorite treat, brownies, for us to share during coffee hours. So thank you, Nancy. <laughs> and thank you, Pastor Tom, for being here with us this morning. It's always good to have you here. Uh, let's see, no high school youth group today. I assume most of the high schoolers are still in bed. So no high school youth group today. Middle school youth group will meet this Wednesday. We meet from 4 to 5.30 every Wednesday. And speaking of Wednesday, our Wednesday morning Bible study starts back up this week. Uh, Bible study meets at 10 o'clock in the Fireside Room, um, also available on Zoom. So if you would like that Zoom link, let us know, and we'll be sure to get you on that email list. And next Sunday's Sunday Forum, which is at 9.15 in the Fireside Room, is uh, Pastor Dennis starting a three-part series on the Sermon of the Mount. So come and join in the Fireside Room at 9.15 next Sunday to hear about that. What else do we have? Arlene Diamond, a longtime member, Arlene Diamond has moved to Marysville. So we have her address um, in the office. If you would like her address so you can send her a note, let us know and we'll get that for you. And we know that Arlene watches online every morning. So good morning, Arlene. <laughs> If you would like to provide flowers for the altars in, in January, let us know. There's a sign-up sheet in the hallway uh, just outside the narthex here. There's a sign-up sheet for the whole year for flowers, so you can sign up for any special date that's coming up this year. And if you want to know more about that, you can talk to any of the staff members here, and we can help you with that. And let's see, church office is closed this week on Monday and Tuesday in observance of the holiday. So uh, if you do need anything those days, leave a message. We will be checking messages and can get back to you. Do we have other announcements this morning? Looks like Ms. Lana is ready. Come on up. I should have worn a, a headband today with some, I don't know, snowflakes or something. Um, so just a quick announcement. Um, I'm helping you guys out with your New Year's resolutions. I know we're all going to try and get all those steps in, right? So the sign-up for um, volunteering for January and February is all the way on the other side of the gym, so you can get your steps, um, and it's just ready to sign up. Um, if you see my handwriting, it means I've signed some of you up already. Just, you know, <laughs> just wanted to put that out there. Um, and I know that you all want to get organized, so make sure that you... Uh, you know, can sign your name up several times. Or next week you'll see your name in my handwriting. So, thank you. Thank you, and Carl? So Tuesday, bell choir rehearsals resume, and Wednesday, choir rehearsal resumes. Fantastic. Okay. 
Then we continue with our service, moving toward the table. prayer to receive this meal first and foremost know that it's for everyone all are welcome to this meal everyone is welcome whether you have taken the Lord's Supper weekly or you haven't ever you are welcome to come the spirit, spirit stirs your heart you are part of this family of faith this morning in worship you take the bread and you dip it into the chalice of your choice the first chalice will contain wine the second juice secondly and equally as important is this reminder that Jesus promises to be present with us in bread and wine. That's the mystery we participate. That is, we receive the living presence of Christ who seeks to come with us, and that's a kairos moment. That's when the two worlds are overlapping, and we are sharing in the very living presence of our Lord with us here now. It is a blessing. I invite you please to stand as you are able. On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. It is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after the supper, he took the cup. And after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant. It is poured out on my blood for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we share in the mystery of Christ's presence who is here with us now and who taught us when to pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the sin.
this bread, drink this cup, come to me and never invite you to please stand as you're able. And now may the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the gift of his precious blood strengthen, keep and preserve you through perfect faith unto life everlasting. Amen. And now my friends, as you prepare to leave this place now food, fed and nourished, reminded that your lives are woven into an eternal story. And that the decisions you make, the blessings that you will share, will, will shape the course of history for eternity. And I'm so grateful for that spirit that lives in your hearts. And now, may, my friends, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending him, go tell it on the mountain.
love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.